Petro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Right now it's 106 on this Friday. It is November 12th. And folks, this portion of the John DePetro Show is brought to you by Henry Oil. Boy, it's chilly out, isn't it? It's raw. Call Henry Oil today. Make Henry Oil your oil provider this winter. 401 521 Reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. It's Henry Oil. Diesel, gasoline delivery, Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200, 401-521-0200, or online at henryoil.com. Serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Service contracts, lock and cap pricing, automatic delivery, budget plants. You can depend on Henry Oil, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. It's Henry Oil. Well, folks, good afternoon. Again, right now it's 107. I want to... Um, Direct your attention to the website, depetro.com, depetro.com, where we have the latest story now, and they're not even denying it. There it is. Flight Tracker has the flight coming in from Quonset. We also have yesterday afternoon, boom, out of nowhere, there was a situation, someone, uh, it was the barbershop uh, barricade, someone known to police carrying a handgun, Barricaded himself into a barbershop on Atwell's Avenue, Federal Hill. I don't have to tell you that if Raymond was still alive, that wouldn't be going on. But anyhow, Providence police folks, did they blast him? No. Could they have? Well, technically, nope. They waited it out. They were patient. Without a bullet fired, they got him to surrender. You can see the video. We were up there in a moment's notice yesterday afternoon. Well, so then uh, speaking with Chief Clemens, Commander Verdi, and I want to be very clear. There, this was not something that I don't think came out enough or highlighted enough is just the fact is that this could have gone sideways very, very easily yesterday with the Providence police. If they were not more disciplined, if they were not better trained, if they didn't have the training they have, a less trained, less disciplined force, and it, this encounter with the police, this easily, there was a moment where it certainly seemed he was going to open fire on police and vice versa, by the way. Police were definitely in danger. Providence police now. But they remained calm. They did not fire at him. And then the whole thing came to a peaceful resolution. Again, you can see the video on the website, depetro.com, which is brought to you by Tavolo, authentic, innovative Italian cuisine, big city food and ambience without the big city price tag. Three locations, Providence, Atwells Avenue, Federal Hill, Smithfield, right near Bryan College, and then Warwick, Post Road, Tavolo, T-A-V-O-L-O, Wine Bar, Tuscan Grill, and online, TavoloWineBar.com. Well, folks, good afternoon. Again, we have uh, made it to Friday, this rainy uh, Friday. But, uh, you know, as much as I will talk about what's going on locally, but all eyes are on with what's going to happen with this Kyle Rittenhouse trial. And by all accounts, you know, I, I, um, I was, I, as I said earlier, I mean, I am praying. A friend of mine sent me a message saying, I, I want him to be found not guilty more than I want to win Powerball. I mean, this, he, this kid did nothing wrong. And it is about time that someone stepped forward. He had every right to be there. So I cheer him on. I, if I were on that jury, not guilty. Not guilty. If they want to go after him for being 17 years old in an AR-15, well, then, you know, time served. But he was calm, he was cool, and his mother was on Hannity last night. Kyle Rittenhouse's mother was on with Sean Hannity, and she was mentioning how, and you, you, some people forget, but during the presidential debates of last fall, Biden called him a white supremacist, which he wasn't. Biden called him a racist white supremacist, calling that of a 17-year-old kid. Totally false. Folks, this is the first step. Kyle Rettenhouse. People have had it. And we do know locally. Now, Black Lives Matter, both in Kenosha and also in New York, in Providence, they're threatening that if it's a not guilty verdict, that they're just going to go to town. You know, get ready for the rioting and the looting and everything else. People are not going to stand for it. This is a pivotal moment. But I believe this judge has courage. 
Let's just hope the jury has coverage, all courage, all weekend. BLM, they're going to be protesting. They're going to try to intimidate the jury. As a matter of fact, there was someone that already posted. We are, we have the names of the juries. We are watching them. They better not return anything other than a guilty verdict. They're already trying to intimidate them. I also like Wall Street Journal this morning. Black Lives Matter versus Eric Adams. Anti-police activists test the mayor-elect's resolve to reduce crime. Now, Eric Adams is the new mayor of New York City. Former police officer, person of color, just won the race, New York mayor. And he was vowing to reduce crime and homelessness. He's already facing a threat of riots, fire, and worse if he follows through. That's what happened yesterday after he hosted members of a local Black Lives Matter chapter. Hear out their agenda. All right, I'll hear you out. And they immediately started, well, you know, everybody talks about good cops, said Hank Newsom, the group co-founder. We don't believe in good cops. Never mind, Adam spent 22 years as a police officer before entering politics. Afterwards, the activists tore into Adam's plan to increase street policing. There will be riots, there will be fires, there will be bloodshed. Black Lives Matter told the New York Daily News. Because they want to reinstate plainclothes police units. And said, we're going to give them hell and make it a nightmare. Wall Street Journal writes, that's no empty threat. After an officer killed George Floyd in Minneapolis last year, riots in New York damaged or looted 450 businesses in a 12-day period, according to the New York Post. Many protesters marched under the Black Lives Matter banner. Violent crime spiked in New York. In other cities, after the protest wave, yet under progressive pressure, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio, police commissioner, disbanded the New York PD plainclothes unit. These officers had seen hundreds of illegal guns each year in dangerous neighborhoods. So Adams was elected to clean up the mess. Hey, when I ran to become the mayor of New York City, I said I was going to reinstitute anti-gun unit plainclothes. Voters voted on that. He vowed move forward. So the clash with BLM is the first of many tests he'll face in addressing crime. Now, the Wall Street Journal writes voters largely rejected the anti-police policies, especially in Minneapolis. They want to defund the police. Adams brushed off his critics' riot threat as silly, and he'll need all of that conviction to reinstall order to New York streets. Folks, this is how they operate. And you have Mayor Jorge Elayap. Where, you know, locally, they're saying if Kyle Rittenhouse is found now guilty, we're going to burn downtown Providence. And this is on the heels of they were going to burn PC to the ground until they realize it was apparently black teenagers from Chad Brown that did some vandalism around the campus. And we're going to touch on that as well. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by... And again, I want you to visit the website, topetro.com. Our friend Pat Elston, Caldwell Banker Realty, based in Cumberland, 20 years experience, licensed Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Listen, yes, the real estate market right now, it is fabulous if you have the right realtor. If you log on to topetro.com, you can see the direct link. If you think you're buying or selling, I want you to go with Pat Elston, 401-474-5253, Caldwell Banker Realty. She's based out of Cumberland. Now, close to the home, you know, who would, is there anyone that would say that Governor McKee is a law and order? He spoke at a Black Lives Matter anti-police rally last summer. We captured it. We have the video of that. So, and Mayor Alorza, as you know. Listen, he is a failed, failed politician, a failed leader. The Alors' plans failed. That's why he can't even run for governor. So this Kyle Rittenhouse verdict that's going to come out, and folks, it's wildly important. It is. This jury needs to find him not guilty. Now, they're trying to throw everything they can. To try to make it stick. First of all, the judge told a joke yesterday. USA Today, how not to be a good judge. The Kyle Rittenhouse judge draws new backlash with an Asian food joke. So they were ordering and the judge said, all right, um, I want to order some Asian food, but I just hope it's not going to take as long. It's caught up 
in that supply chain mess on the West Coast. Now, listen, number one, is it a joke? It was meant as a joke. Is it a funny joke? It's not It's not a, a real joke. I mean, it's, if anything, an awkwardness to this judge, Judge Bruce Schroeder. But I'll tell you, this guy, that judge, I like the way he operates, but they want to go after him. They want to go after him because right from the beginning, he said, Right from the beginning, that judge said, we are not going to refer to the people in this case that were shot. We're not calling them. We're not going to refer to them as victims. You can either say rioters or looters, but that's what they were. That's what they were doing. How about right now in Los Angeles, where they've put out community alert notification for residents because there's been a series of robberies in Los Angeles. And one of the things they put out to the citizens If you're being robbed, don't resist. Cooperate. Comply with their demands. Listen, that's not how you deal with it. All right? You need, we need people, regular citizens to step forward. That's what the country needs in plain English to fight crime. Telling you. And and right now, folks. But the good news is the people in the country are rejecting The message from the progressive groups, right? They're socialists. They want to defund the police. Look at yesterday. What are you going to do yesterday? There's a guy with a gun. He's on Atwell's Avenue, Federal Hill. He's known to police. Those of you that follow me on Facebook, I was up in that parking lot right across from the barbershop, Walgreens parking lot, on a Sunday night one month ago. Why? Because some guy got shot in the head. And apparently it was the same guy from yesterday. What are you going to do yesterday? Send in the social workers? There's a guy with a gun, and this was touch and go. There was a thought that he was maybe be you know going to shoot at police. I'm very lucky that that did not happen. That was great training. But my point is, you know, keep in mind, if it was up to this crowd... They, they would go along with that type of thing. They were all in favor of that. You know, send in the social workers and get rid of the police. It's disgraceful. Now, speaking of defending yourself, let's see if we can get our friend John Francis on the line. Oh, line is busy. We'll call him in a moment. From Competition Shooting Supplies. Folks, John Francis. Hey, listen, on this Friday in the rain, folks, make sure... If you want to shop local for some great gifts, and again, good afternoon. Right now it's 119. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Visit the website, depietro.com. Go into the shop. We have some great items there, great items. And then while you're there, you can also support many of our great sponsors, just like End Zone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Don't forget, karaoke, Friday and Saturday nights. And then on Sunday, and boy, the Patriots, folks, Patriots are looking good. Uh, they also have the NFL ticket. Remember, End Zone Sports Pub. It's clean, friendly, family-owned, karaoke Friday, Saturday, and the NFL ticket on Sundays. What a great place to watch the game. End Zone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Stop in and see Dana and his, uh, his great crew. All right, I'm going to try uh, John Francis again at um, Competition Shooting Supplies. He happens to be my gun guy. But, uh, folks, something that, that we know is I wish I could say, oh, having a problem with the call. I wish I could say that things are getting better. But the fact is, all right, I think we have um, John Francis right now. But the fact is, folks, it remains a dangerous time. You need to protect yourself. You have the right to protect yourself. And that's why, you know, we have people like our friend. Folks, joining us on the line right now from Competition Shooting Supplies is our friend John Francis. Good afternoon, John Francis. Hi, John. How are you? Very well. John, what can I'm curious your thoughts with the Kyle Rittenhouse case I think he showed tremendous restraint with those guys coming on him. And both of the guys that were killed, Kyle Rittenhouse with the AR-15, he only fired one time each person. Uh, well, I believe the first person that he uh, had the encounter with, uh, he, he, 
He was forced to fire multiple times because the guy kept coming. Okay. So he did what, even actually what the police are trained to do. He fired as many times as it, as was needed to stop the threat. Right. So I want to say he fired maybe three or four times with the first person, but only one inch after that. And frankly, from you know the video that I saw and some of the testimony, I mean, frankly, the prosecution witnesses made the best case for self-defense for this kid. You're right. Now, John Fran- the first one admitted that the, you know, uh, Mr. Rosenbaum, the first person he, he was forced to uh, deal with, um, you know, had, had, was, had threatened to kill him. Yep. And kept advancing, and he was, he was trying to initiate the violence. And this kid was simply trying to get away until he got back into a corner and there was nowhere left to run. That's right. And, in- and then when he tried to grab for the rifle... The kid had left, he was left with no choice. That's right. John- You're right. He exercised an incredible amount of restraint. Um, a lot of people I've talked to about this case uh, admitted to me that they likely would not have been that way. They, they would have literally emptied the magazine into the crowd. Right. And, and, and in, the, in a situation like that, justifiable, as a matter of fact. I mean, out of, I mean, you know, the... the uh, People don't realize the, the when that instinct for survival kicks in, you're just running on autopilot at that yep, point. That's exactly right. Now, John Francis, take us through what do you have at Competition Shooting Supplies? And also, uh, I love how you always update the Facebook page. Uh, well, uh, so um, I do have a small amount of 9mm range ammo. I've got some 22 range ammo. I still have some 223 5.56. I do have some 12-gauge buckshot and slugs. I've got some 30-30 hunting ammo. Haven't seen that in a while. Uh, As far as guns, I'm pretty well stocked. I have a really good selection of uh, Glock pistols, including the hard-to-get Model 43 uh, XMOS, which is uh, their modular optic system. uh, It has the plate on top of the slide where if you want to mount the miniature red dot optic, you can Wow. Now, John Francis, what about how difficult is it to, to uh, acquire an AR-15? I've got them in stock, no problem. Wow, fantastic. So if someone wants, and I, I like how Kyle, Kyle Rittenhouse, they asked him why he chose that. He's like, you know, because it's a cool-looking gun. I mean, he just sounded like such a, an honest kid. Uh, look, I mean, you know, contrary to what the, uh, you know, the left-wing media and the gun control crowd would have America believe the AR-15 is, in fact, one of the most popular semi-automatic rifles in use in the country today. Wow. They have been since the, uh, since the uh, mid-90s when the Clintons made the gun famous when they tried to ban them forever. That's right. Now, John now, Frank's had they left going it alone and yep. just ignored it, ARs may not have been, may not have gotten as prolific as they have. Wow. That, I mean, you know, the thing is, these guns are widely used for competitive shooting, hunt, you know, varmint-style hunting, um, and personal protection and just recreational target shooting. Now, John Francis, just not to put you on the spot, but if, if you're on that jury and then you get the case, in your opinion, what you've seen, Kyle Rittenhouse, is John Francis of Competition He's Shooting Supplies... Clearly not guilty. I agree with Clearly you. Clearly not guilty. Yeah. Uh, how the, I mean, the, 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 uh, uh, the, just all you have to do is go back and look at the video of the, pro- the look on the prosecutor's faces when their very own witnesses testified that this kid, oh yeah, the, 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 son, the first son, yeah, the first person, he lunged for the gun. That's right. Yeah. He lunged for the gun. And then all the while telling them, you know, F you, you know, come, come on, I'm going to kill you, blah, 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 blah. The second kid tried to beat this kid's head in with a skateboard. That's right. Yep. You know, hit him, clocked him pretty good once. Yes. And when he turned, when he came back around to do it again, that's when the kid put one round into it. Now, folks, so, again, you know, go ahead, John. People are asking, why did Kyle choose an AR-15? For the, uh, for the stopping power in the capacity. That's, that's right. Funny. 
Folks, again, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. And John Francis, before I let you go, I want to remind people, holidays are coming up. Maybe there's someone's listing and they could use some extra spending money. And maybe they have some firearms that they don't use or they don't need. They should bring them right into you and could sell them. Or maybe someone passed away and had a collection. Whatever the situation. But if there's someone listing and would like to either sell them to you outright or on consignment, the place to bring them is competition shooting supplies. Absolutely. Uh, in fact, um, uh, almost every uh, week when we talk about this, I get at least one phone call from someone who was listening. You know, they either they themselves or one of their friends or a family or a family relative, uh, you know, has either passed away or is just no longer involved or interested in shooting anymore. And so we've gotten a, a lot of pretty good stuff that way. What are your hours for today and what are your hours for tomorrow? So today uh, we're here 10 to 6 and tomorrow 9 to 4.30. All right. Thank you, John. Keep up the good work. Keep, uh, keep an eye on the Facebook page. I've, I've got a number of things I'm going to be posting oh. shortly. Oh, I like that. A nice tease on this Friday. All right. Thank you, John Francis. You're welcome. All right, folks, there it is. John Francis, Competition Shooting Supplies. If you're listening right now, you can call him at 401-727-1716. 401-727-1716. Look for him on Facebook. Competition Shooting Supplies. Competition Shooting Supplies. 435 Benefit Street, but in Pawtucket. Benefit Street in Pawtucket, not in Providence. I did receive a uh, email from Frank that said he was riding up and down Benefit Street in Providence trying to find the store. No, Benefit Street in Pawtucket. You take the last exit in Rhode Island, exit 2A. You go past the Attleboro train station. You're going to come up to the uh, intersection of Benefit Street and Newport Avenue. Hang a left, and then you'll see competition shooting supplies. Folks, right now it's 128. Good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Again, I want to encourage you to visit the website, uh, DePietro.com. And don't forget, DePietro.com, which is brought to you by Centerdale Revival. Comfort food and cocktails. I'll tell you, Shane and his, his crew, what a great job they do. 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. Uh, the food is delicious. The crowd is great. Great drinks. The Centerdale Revival. And you can also find them on Facebook. And the website is thecenterdale.com. So, again, it is Friday. I want to, um, again, commend uh, Providence Police. I hope the jury finds Kyle Rittenhouse. I hope they find him innocent. I think he should be found innocent. And then I also want to mention um, this story. Now, you know, the Boston Globe, they have an, an update on this situation with this coach in North Kingstown. And I'm not going to get too much into it just because of time. But I, I will tell you that uh, it, this attorney and the individual, uh, the coach, they were trying to say that they had um, that they had. Uh, he had consent forms from parents, as the Boston Globe highlights, nowhere on the consent form, nowhere on the consent form does it mention that the boys would actually be naked. So apparently this coach is like, nope, I have the consent forms and he took a bunch of them with them and blah, blah, blah. So uh, it, it, it's still at this point. All we know is the attorney general is investigating, state police, I believe, investigating. But as much as he claims, oh, no, you know, parents signed off on it. There are parents that are saying, and the the Boston Globe, by the way, has a copy of it. Nowhere does it mention that the kids would, in fact, have to then strip down. So um, as much as. I know that one of his defenders has been saying people sign the consent form. They, 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 it did not say that they had to strip down. Now, I also see Channel 12 as a story. Unusual bidding process left ILO avoid standard 1% fee on this $5 million contract. So Channel 12 is breaking this, wound up letting the company avoid a standard fee on such contracts. Avoiding the usual 1% fee on similar state contracts, known as the Master Price Agreement, or MPA, 
would be worth up to 51000 on the maximum value of the deal. But after they asked question about the exemption, they now plan to pay the fee anyway. Well, the question is, why did they not have to pay it? The issue was revealed thousands of pages obtained by Channel 12. Folks, this is going from bad to worse for Governor McKee. An email message obtained by Channel 12 shows ILO wasn't required to pay the 1% fee despite the McKee administration decided to award its contract as an MPA. Under a law enacted 2017, state vendors awarded the work are required to pay a 1% fee on the contract. So it would be, as we said, the 51000 Nina Lennon, the state's interdepartmental uh, project manager, wrote, uh, we created a new but will not have this to it. So, I mean, none of it. Uh, they first asked McKee on Monday morning to confirm they'd be exempt. The administration was unable to answer the question for most of the week. On Friday, they confirmed they weren't paying the fee. And then they try to chalk it up to the fact they initiated the process, blah, blah, blah. But none of it, none of it seems to make sense. So uh, kudos to Channel 12 folks who continue to get new information about this. And, and, and none of that deal sounds good. None of the deal sounds good. Um, I, I don't know what to make of... Uh, Governor McKee and his administration's actions in regards to this contract. Now, I'm also seeing Channel 12, why two flags are noticeably missing from the Veterans Cemetery. Two flagpoles, it's not by choice. The 50-foot flagpoles have major cracks in them. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. So they were putting some uh, pressure on it. But, folks, again, um, right now at 133, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. I also want to remind you, you know, I stopped in and saw him yesterday, Michael, at the CBD store, Warwick, 1845 Post Road in Warwick, right across from Airport Plaza. Pop in and see Michael. And, folks, right now, especially, um, if you mention the show, you get 25% off. But he has everything all natural, hemp and CBD, fighting stress, anxiety, sleep, pain, seizure. Stop and see Michael at the CBD store. So this, uh, the, the week is ending with, um, there's something obviously now. Where the McKee administration folks, they, they definitely feel that Channel 12 is out to get them. And, and I'll just tell you, I don't believe that. Um, I, I don't believe that. Or, or let, me, let me say this. It, it would seem that Governor McKee and his administration, that they feel that one of the other candidates running for governor, they feel that they're feeding information to channel 12 and that's where this is coming from but i'll say this listen if it's um if if it's if if it if there was nothing there if there was nothing there then there's there's nothing to you know then there's nothing to worry about but the fact is that there are things there there are absolutely things there now I also want to just double check. So the man yesterday, our man barricading himself into his own Federal Hill barbershop held on bail yesterday. Timothy Disjardins charged five felonies, assault with a dangerous weapon. I'll give Channel 10 credit. They have some some good photos uh, on their website. Uh, They even have the picture of him uh, coming out with his hands up. But he opened up his shirt to show that he had... uh, Nothing underneath. And then, uh, listen, the police, that was good training yesterday for the Providence police uh, in dealing with this guy. But the other story I just saw on the um, NBC 10, Turn to 10, WJR website, Rhode Island man accused of firing stun gun at officer and canine during chase. Oh, this is West Bridgewater. West Bridgewater police said a Rhode Island man used a stun gun on an officer and a canine during a wild car and foot chase. Jesse Mariano, 30 of Providence. Um, But that happened in West Bridgewater in Mass. So that's why we were unaware. But I want to give credit. Channel 10 has very good footage 
of uh, yesterday. And again, I, I want to compliment. I think that the Providence police yesterday, I think they showed tremendous restraint with what was happening. Uh, that was a situation. You know, when you point a gun, I don't think people realize when you point a gun at a police officer, you, you've just given them the right to they, just given them the right to, you know, go at, go after them, to, to fire. And um, I, I don't think that is stressed enough. Or if it is, I don't think they highlight that yesterday, Providence police, they could have opened fire on this guy. They absolutely could have opened fire on this guy. No, they didn't. But they certainly would have been in their right to do it. Um, but I, I am so impressed, folks, at 136. Uh, this, this business, Kyle Rittenhouse judge makes racist jokes about Asian food in court. I, I don't see it that way. He made... It's like a little quip. It wasn't even like a joke. He was just saying, all right, I'll, I'll order this Asian food. I hope it's not going to take as long. It's caught up in the supply chain thing. All right, maybe you shouldn't have said that. But it's not, let, listen, let's not start pretending we're going to let um, let this guy out because of this. Now, I'm also just seeing Ted Nisi puts out Governor McKee. Folks, it's 137 on this Friday, November 12th. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Governor McKee just signed an executive order extending the school mask mandate through December 11th. That makes no sense to me in any way. I don't understand that one. I don't understand the element of uh, Rhode Island numbers are low and there was no reason. Now... As far as the New Jersey race, um, the um, he did concede the Republican. They were going through the New Jersey governor's race, and he said he doesn't see anything that says that they uh, stole the election. But those comments from Don Lemon on CNN were so out of line. Where Don Lemon saying, you know, we're not. We can't be a nation of vigilantes and blah, blah, blah. And Kyle Rittenhouse, do we have the, let me hear some of the, I think we have, I thought we had some of the sound of it. Maybe not. No, that's okay. Well, anyway, Don Lemon was saying, well, you know, if he were, uh, I'd love to see how people would be reacting if he were a person of color, a, a young black kid with the gun. Well, they, would, they wouldn't have been chasing him and going to kill him if that was the case. Listen, Kyle Rittenhouse did not take out two pillars of society. Kyle Rittenhouse did not take out uh, two outstanding citizens. He took out two criminals, as a matter of fact. All right, on this rainy Friday, let me see if we can reach our friend Marie at It's My Health, folks. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. She is the queen of health. She's open today. She's open tomorrow. Listen, it's a rainy Friday. Tomorrow's going to be clear. You want to get to folks joining us on the line is the queen of health from It's My Health. It's Marie. Marie, it's a rainy Friday, but it's a happy Friday. Yes, it is. Now, Marie, at It's My Health. Some people, it's Monday. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm willing to bet that at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, on this raw, rainy Friday, I'm willing to bet that you have some delicious teas that would warm people up. Absolutely. Any number. There's hundreds of herbs and teas to, that you can put with some hot water and sit and, and enjoy. And even some ginger honey crystals that, you know, kind of like a hot ginger ale is nice to, to sit with on a day like today to sip on. Now, Marie, how many, how many, what's the number of teas that you have? Somewhere in the six, seven hundred range. Wow. Yeah, so I mean, herbs, herbs that can be made into teas. Yes, and, you know, typical bean tea, black tea, white tea. Yeah. Wow. Now, and on top of that, what a lot of people don't realize, Marie, is you could recommend something that would not only you know warm them up a little bit, but they would find very healthy and soothing. Oh, absolutely. For for many conditions, um, herbs as tea were the first medicines. You know that people did. They would pick pick the herbs. They would steep them or decoct them, and they would they would drink them, and they, that was their medicine. 
Now, folks, we're speaking with Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Marie, if you don't mind, would you just tell the story of Doreen, who now is uh, so proud and, and associated with It's My Health. But when you encountered her, she had been a worker who had been on her feet for so many years, and she was having such terrible problems until you introduced her to a product that basically has changed her life. Oh, absolutely. She had been a letter carrier, so she was on her feet walking the streets, winter, summer, you know, all weather, all seasons. And um, so she, you know, her feet were a little tired, you know, and so she took on a job that she now was on her feet again. And she just found that it, it got incredibly uncomfortable by the end of the day to the point where she didn't even want to put her feet down um, getting out of the car when she got home, um, just the, the pain. So I recommended that she just try some CBD to see if that would um, take the edge off, if it would allow her to go on. And she started using it, and it has been incredible for her. She can do a full shift um, and still you know, be able to function. She takes it once a day, and it seems to last her all day. She was taking it twice a day, and she found that just taking double the amount once a day did the job for her but what a huge difference it's made in her life and her story has helped a lot of other people to um to choose the cbd and to see differences in their in their life as well folks again we're speaking with marie it's my health 1099 menden road in cumberland and also holidays are coming marie has nice natural skincare hair care products essential oils body oil soaps they all make great gifts including uh, some great local products as well marie what are your hours of on this rainy Friday, and what are your hours for tomorrow, Saturday? We're here till 5.30 today and tomorrow from 9 to 4. Now, do you feel extra pressure being the queen of health? <laughs> Absolutely not. It makes me, makes me think more. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. No, you are. All right, Marie, great to talk to you. Keep up the good work. Have a great day. Thank you. All right, folks, there it is, Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Well, right now it's 143 on this very rainy Friday. Folks, good afternoon. It's Juan. It's the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I always like to encourage people to uh, visit the website, dePietro.com. And don't forget, at the website, dePietro.com, we also have... Uh, some tremendous sponsors that are there that you can link through, such as the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. A great meal, a feast, if you will, is waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. So it's 143 on this Friday. So uh, it's going to be very interesting over the course of the weekend of just how much uh, we're already hearing about how some protesters now, uh, you know, they want to scare this jury, this Kyle Rittenhouse jury into, you know, there's already threats if there is not a guilty verdict returned, that they're going to riot. Folks, people have had it. I think people have had it. So I think we're in a a different place than we were, I, I know we are, than a year ago. And when you look back, you know, someone asked me, what is one of the biggest difference that I notice from a year ago? And I tell people, I think one of the biggest differences is they're, they're simply, well, they're, they're definitely, they're not paying people to protest. And I know some people say, oh, you mean George Soros? No, on a, on a, um, on a local level, there's all different. I know people think of George Soros. Now, I don't know about New York and Chicago and some of the larger cities but folks, there's there's a lot of these different groups um, where they fund money and they get money. Um, what they they think, I don't think a lot of people even realize where some of their donations are going to actually pay some of these protesters um, with some of the protests. But I can tell you that locally, there were some that were paid. And surprise, surprise, when the paychecks stopped, the the protesting stopped. So that that to me is pivotal, I believe, as to why a lot of the protests have come to an end. But I also think, folks, look at, you know, here we are. So it's 145 on this uh, Friday and 
we're President Biden, the, the Biden presidency, it's not your imagination. It, it's going down in flames. I also believe, I believe it's going to impact whoever the Democrat nominee is for governor. In less than one year, we're going to have the elections in Rhode Island, statewide offices, governor, lieutenant governor, secretary of state, which is a very important office, general treasurer, attorney general. Those are going to be the statewide offices. Then we'll also, you know, Cicilline will be up for re-election. Langevin, our congressman, will be up for re-election. And then you have all of the statewide races as far as the local reps and senators. But next year, if, if anyone, if you're thinking of running, um, I, next year would be the year for change. Because Rhode Island is very well in an off presidential year. And next year, there's no presidential year. That's when the turnout is less. So in Rhode Island, that really could favor independents or Republicans running for office. But I think whoever the Democrat nominee is going to be. So right now, the Democrat nominee is for governor. He hasn't announced yet, but it will be Governor McKee. I think he's going to have some trouble. I think he's going to have some trouble. I think he... I, I think this is a situation where being, quote, the incumbent, I don't think it's going to help him. I think it's the opposite. I actually think it's going to hurt him. I think the country is in a mood to not reward incumbents. That was one of the problems that you saw in the Virginia race. And that was one of the problems you saw in the New Jersey race where they, they don't want to reward the incumbents. People are unhappy. You have a right not to be happy. Look at the price of gas. You know, I saw someone posted when they were showing some of the the Kyle um, Rittenhouse footage. You know, some of this happened at a gas station and gas was two dollars and four cents. Try finding any gas station now. Gas is going well over four dollars. It's it's ridiculous. Five dollars, seven dollars in some parts of California. The Biden presidency, it's only been nine months. I don't see how he's going to recover. He thinks he's going to recover. I don't think they are. You know, they were able to get the infrastructure thing. I don't think they're going to get other things straightened out. But so it would either be Governor McKee. And I'm just not convinced from what I've seen so far. I don't think he's going to have enough to get the ball across the finish line. It's possible. But I don't know who it's going to be on the Democrat side. Seth Magaziner, the general treasurer. I mean, I would never vote for someone like that. Um, He's entitled. He thinks it's his turn. Because his parents are funding his campaign, he thinks he basically should be given to him. I, I'm not convinced of that. He's also going to have the some of the Ramundo apparatus. Secretary of State Nellie Gorbea, what does she have? Does she have a lot of money? No. Has she accomplished a lot as Secretary of State? No. Then why is she running? Because she's got the voting list. She's not only going to be the only woman in the race. You have that former CEO from, from CVS, Helena Folks. And I don't know enough. She definitely, maybe she's going to try to pass off, pass herself off as a progressive, but the amount of money that she earned when she was running CVS, she is not going to be embraced by the progressives. They are not going to embrace her. So I don't think it's, I don't think it's, I don't know. I mean, I don't know, but my point is it's going to be a, a very vicious, bloody, if you will, Democrat primary, thus opening the door if the right type of Republican would run. But I also, you know, yesterday, uh, as I was on Atwell's Avenue and up on Federal Hill and the police were there and the Providence police diffused a volatile situation, someone with a gun that barricaded himself into that barbershop on Atwell's Avenue. If you haven't seen the video, we have it right there on the website, petro.com. But the police that I saw, people were thanking the police. I see more people saying to the police, thank you. And I, I think, you know, I'm, anxi- I'm anxious to see what happens should Kyle Rittenhouse be found not guilty. He should be found not guilty. I'm praying for him to be found not guilty. I, I would vote not guilty. There should not have been charges. I heard our legal expert, Tim Dodd. By the way, that segment was excellent earlier. If you missed it, 
You can uh, go to the website, debitro.com, then you just click on radio show. Our legal expert, Tim Dodd, he was really brought his A-game to this discussion. Um, the other situation I also want to point out is the situation that, again, our legal expert, Tim Dodd, covered, which was the, the case with the coach in North Kingstown. Right now, right now, that guy's not facing any charges. It's odd. You can say creepy, peculiar. Uh, some of the language used, you know, that he had parental consent forms. I would even argue disingenuous. But he, so far, that that coach has not been charged with a crime. Uh, 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 if there's someone that is alleging that something more than just these naked body fat tests happened, if there is someone alleging that, they certainly have not made themselves public. Now, there could be someone telling that to the investigators. It's possible. Um, but I, I really want to repeat that. That man, he's no longer working there. They discharged him. At the end of this, he I, I don't know if he's going to have a lawsuit against North Kingstown. But to be very clear, he has not been charged with a crime. But whatever you want to call it. Now, the Boston Globe has a good story where the attorney even says, oh, he's self-taught how to do these tests. Uh, people that have done the tests say there was no reason, meaning experts in it, no reason to uh, remove all the clothes. His lawyer was trying to say, well, the clothes just get in the way after a while. I, I don't know why some 14, 15-year-old boy wearing underwear would get in the way. I don't, maybe it is. He apparently kept copious notes. He has these consent forms, but nowhere on the consent form does it say that the boys would actually be stripped down. Um, but just to be very clear, he has not been charged. I, th- I think the whole thing, this it's just so bizarre. It's odd. I think what also hurts his case is people that conduct the tests. Say it's unnecessary. There, there's. Listen, let, let's be honest. There's certain medical procedures that you have to go for if you're a male or a female, where you have to remove all your clothes. From what what I have read and has been reported, this uh, test that this coach would perform, it could have been done without removing the clothes. So I don't have any answer for that. Um. I, uh, or I should say, strike that. I haven't heard anyone provide an answer other than the lawyers trying to say when he would try to do it and kids kept their underwear on, he was doing like three, four tests at a time that would get in the way. I, I don't know what to make of that. Um, so if a kid has his underwear on, it's harder to get between his thighs and buttocks and pelvis. I, I don't know. Again, I thought we're measuring body fat. No shirts are one thing. Okay, I get that. You got to take your shirt off. I want to measure some of your body fat. All right, I get that. And then there's certain kids, he's like, you need to tone up. I, I even get some of that. But if, if many of the experts had come forward and said the only way to do that test is you got to be completely naked, that's different. Different story. If he had taken a course and they, that was the way he was trained to do it. That's a different story. Self-taught, self-taught, and he's saying the only way, that's the way he did it, would move faster. He found that the underwear would be in the way. Self-taught, maybe he could provide, maybe his attorney could provide where he read, where he was self-taught, where they were instructed. And I'll also say this about the attorney that's defending this coach. If that stuff exists, I don't know why he hasn't provided that to media. I don't know why they didn't put that out in a press release. I don't know why they haven't said that from the get-go. You heard our legal expert attorney, Tim Dodd, mentioning that this attorney is a good attorney. This attorney, by the way, is only putting out what his client is telling him. Uh, but the, the knowledge of, well, he had consent forms. Eh, the consent forms don't say anything about anybody being naked, apparently. That's number one. Number two, well, the way he learned... He read that that's the way you're going to do it. Then provide that. I'd be curious to see that. Where did that come from? Where where was it since he self-taught and read up about it? Where did he read 
that the best way to do the test, the fastest way, is you have the kids or the individuals stripped down naked. Fine, put that out. He must have that somewhere. If he's self-taught, then he must have, I don't know if he took just reading or an online course. or He's been doing this since the 90s, so I don't know if he was an online course. Did he attend a workshop somewhere? Did he speak with someone that encouraged him to do it? Are there other people that are doing this naked fat tests? Then, then he could have them come forward, but so far no one has come forward. So far, he is the only one holding the bag with a naked fat test. So, folks, right now it's 156 on this Friday. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, visit the website, DePietro.com. And also, if you want to reach me, you can go to the website, DePietro.com, which is brought by Brood Awakenings. Uh, remember, Brood Awakenings, where it is delicious food, fresh ingredients, cozy environment, and it's local. There's a location in Johnston. There's the brand new location, 100 Westminster in Providence, Pontiac Avenue in Cranston, right when you get off uh, the highway. Um, you have a Brood Awakenings there. And then also you have the one on Bald Hill Road in Warwick. There's a Brood Awakenings near you. So, folks, now... Uh, you know the drill. Over the course of the weekend, if there's breaking news, we'll definitely be out there. The Kyle Rittenhouse case, that will, um, closing arguments will be Monday. And we're definitely going to want to follow um, that case and that story. Un- unless something dramatic happens, um, I, 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 I see this as a not guilty I see this as a not guilty. Let's hope anyway. As I said, I've been uh, praying for that. A, um, a, uh, a not guilty. But I also want to mention, I'm seeing Eli Sherman at Channel 12. This 1% fee waiver applied to a second consulting firm, which was also word a contract. And now the Attorney General. So Eli Sherman is breaking other news. There are these, these firms that are supposed to be paying the state. And the question is, who is waiving these firms? Folks, I'll tell you, I, I am very surprised. I am very surprised that Governor McKee is falling into these situations because it's not like he came out of left field. He had been the mayor, then he was the lieutenant governor. And I'll say this about the McKee staff. They, they're certainly coming across like either the gang that couldn't shoot straight or that they are compromised. But, you know, how, how he, he knew he was going to be taking over. Uh, they knew that, you know, WNRI when socket going to be out. They had plenty of time to get ready for it. It, it just doesn't seem to I, I don't understand why they're having all these difficulties in awarding that contract. It just, it doesn't smell right. Now, right now, folks, it's 159. It's John DePietro. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Coming up, you're going to hear the 2 o'clock news, and then it'll be the John Dion program. Remember, if you want to reach me, you can uh, go to the website, dipietro.com. I want to say that uh, very folks, let's uh, continue to wish Jeff Gamach a speedy recovery. He was uh, certainly feeling under the weather, gave us all a scare. Uh, couldn't do the show without him, so I um, want to thank Jeff and certainly hope that he's feeling better. Listen, stay dry on this Friday. You know when there's breaking news, look for me on Facebook Live, John DePietro Show. You can visit the website, and coming up next week, we will follow the jury verdict with Kyle Rittenhouse. Stay tuned. WNRI, Winsocket. WNRI. 